BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Welcome. It is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz, Ben Ferguson with you. And Senator, obviously we have to talk about uh, what many are referring to as Israel's 9-11, this horrific attack on Israel. And there's so many different aspects of this. Obviously, Americans are dead. That's been confirmed by the White House. Others are unaccounted for being possibly held hostage. You have countless people that have been taken uh, by this terrorist organization and a White House and the president that have pretty much been absent. We're going to dive into all that. But let me get your initial uh, reaction to what we've witnessed over the weekend. Israel is under attack. Israel is at war. Israel is facing the greatest hostilities in over 50 years. Uh, If you look at what's happened already, we have seen hundreds of Israelis murdered. We have seen thousands of Israelis wounded. We have seen thousands upon thousands of rockets raining into Israel. And and, and I got to say, Ben, the footage, the videos that are coming out of Israel Hamas terrorists, number one, they're targeting civilians. This is not a military attack. They are going home by home and massacring civilians. They went to a rock concert and just began firing randomly, murdering civilians that are at a concert. They are kidnapping women. They're kidnapping children. They're kidnapping elderly people. They are violently raping women and girls in massive numbers. The videos that are coming out are horrific. This is, it's not just war. It is war that is grotesque and evil, and it is terrorist. It is targeting when you are murdering infants, you're not engaged in war. You are engaged in a grotesque act of evil. And that's what's unfolding in Israel right now. You and I decided to do this late on Sunday evening. It's 11.52 Central Time after almost 1 o'clock Eastern because we wanted to get as much intel as we could before we did this. The latest numbers we're seeing are at least 700 plus dead now. That's the newest numbers coming out from the Israeli government. 2,300 wounded after the Hamas terror attack. And we are also seeing bodies that are being, quote, stacked in the street unprecedented number of hostages including now which has been confirmed americans this by the way senator as apparently hezbollah has said through their own channels they have joined in this fight with hamas as well well and i'll tell you what is infuriating about this this was paid for by joe biden and the democrats this is something that the corporate media desperately wants to avoid but let's be clear this attack this massacre this horrific assault on israel was funded by iran 
Hamas and Hezbollah are Iranian proxies. They work for Iran. They work under the direction of Iran. They are funded by Iran. The Wall Street Journal reported this weekend that th- these attacks were planned, were signed off on by the Iranian government. And in the last two and a half years, Joe Biden and this White House are responsible for 50 billion dollars flowing to Iran. And let me break that down because the corporate media does not want to cover that. Everyone acknowledges the six billion dollars. The six billion dollars is the ransom money that Joe Biden paid to get five Americans out of Iranian custody at six billion dollars. That's one point two billion dollars an American that set a bounty on Americans of over a billion dollars. It means Americans in the future will be taken hostage. But the six billion dollars is just a fraction of the cash that Joe Biden has flooded into Iran because a few weeks before the six billion dollars, the Biden administration allowed ten billion dollars from Iraq to flow into Iran. That brings it up to $16 billion in cash that directly flowed into Iraq, Iran rather. But that doesn't cover it all because for two years, the Biden administration has refused to enforce American oil sanctions. The most single, single most powerful economic weapon we have against this theocratic genocidal regime in Iran is sanctions that were shutting down their oil sales that under the Trump administration that had brought the Iranian economy to its knees had crippled it. Well, Joe Biden and the Democrats came into office and what did they do? They stopped enforcing the Iran oil sanctions. And right now, do you know how much Iran is selling in oil right now? How much? Two million barrels of oil a day. Over the last two and a half years, the Biden administration is responsible for roughly $50 billion. So when you were watching Israelis murdered, when you were watching infants murdered, when you were watching women and girls raped, when you were watching hundreds of Israelis taken hostage, know that Joe Biden and this White House funded it. They funded it for idiotic political reasons, and now they're desperately trying to backtrack, saying, no, 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 we didn't pay for these atrocities. They absolutely did. You mentioned the reporting from the Wall Street Journal, and I want to quote this from the journal. It says, Iranian security officials helped plan Hamas's Saturday surprise attack on Israel and gave the green light for the assault at a meeting in Beirut last Monday. According to senior members of Hamas and Hezbollah in another Iran-backed militant group, this, as now these two groups have basically teamed up and said, let's do this together moving forward, you now have Hamas and Hezbollah together. Well, and both are proxies for Iran. They're working for Iran. They are funded by Iran. And, and, and it's worth noting also, the, the funding that, that flowed to this is not just the $50 billion that the Biden administration sent to Iran. The Biden administration also directly funded Hamas. Now, this is something also the corporate media won't tell you. It's why you listen to this podcast. And and by the way, can we please tell everybody, this needs to be shared today. Yes. Because if you want people to know what's really going on in this attack, and you want to know where the money came from, and you want to know who's behind it, 
please help us get the word out and share this immediately wherever you're listening, wherever you're on social media. So as soon as the Biden administration came into office, they immediately began flooding money into the Gaza Strip. At the time, the Biden administration knew for a fact that it would fund terrorism. And in fact, one internal document, a Biden official wrote that there was a high risk that Hamas would potentially derive benefit from the money they were sending, but they wanted to do it anyway. And so what did they do? They actually exempted themselves from American laws against funding terrorism. And here's the quote from the Biden administration document, quote, due to its overall strength and level of control over Gaza, we assess there is a high risk that Hamas could potentially derive indirect, unintentional benefit from U.S. assistance to Gaza. And so they waived, they, they waived the U.S. laws that ban funding terrorists because they are so opposed to Israel, they are so in favor of Palestinian terrorists that they wanted to send money to Gaza even though they knew it would fund Hamas. Those rockets that are flying into Israel, you can thank Joe Biden for them. And by the way, I fought tooth and nail against sending that money. I led a letter that was joined by 17 other senators, all Republicans, calling on the Biden administration not to send that money. And I got to tell you, at the same time, 145 House Democrats sent a letter, actually slightly later, urging that the money be released. And so this was every one of those Democrats that signed those letters. Well, congratulations. Aren't you glad you sent money to Gaza that went to Hamas that is being used now to fund murder and kidnapping and horrific war crimes? Senator, there's also something else that's really troubling. It's the fact that not only is this clearly, I think, Israel's 9-11, the number of dead uh, is so eerily close to what we had in the, in the days after 9-11, but also there's another issue, and that's as many as four American citizens are now confirmed to have been killed during this terrorist attack in Israel over the weekend, which has claimed countless lives at this point. Confirmation of the dead Americans came on Sunday after the U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said the Biden administration had been, quote, working overtime to verify reports of missing and dead Americans in the midst of the Hamas launching an unprecedented attack on Israel. The four Americans have been killed in the attacks in Israel close to the Gaza border, and the death toll, quote, is expected to rise. Sources familiar with the briefing to key house committees said off the record. Now, we haven't heard much from the president of the United States of America on this, and that should bother every American, especially the families who are trying to get answers here. Well, the president, unfortunately, has been completely AWOL, but it's even worse than his being AWOL. The Biden administration has been affirmatively harmful. As this war began, as Hamas began invading Israel, as they began murdering civilians, as they began murdering women and children, as they began raping women and little girls, Here's what the Biden State Department tweeted out. I want to quote it. Quote, we unequivocally condemn the attack of Hamas terrorists and the loss of life that has incurred. We urge all sides to refrain from violence and retaliatory attacks. Terror and violence solve nothing. This is from the U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs in the State Department. They sent this out at three in the morning as these murders and assaults were ongoing. Within minutes, I retweeted it. And here's what I said on Twitter. I said, quote, 
This is disgraceful. And every single person involved in drafting and approving this tweet should be immediately expelled from the U.S. government. Now, I'll tell you, thankfully, in response to that, within about an hour, the State Department deleted the tweet. So their first instinct was to tell Israel, your country's being invaded. Terrorists are murdering your citizens. Your citizens are being kidnapped. Infants and children are being murdered. The position of the U.S. State Department is Israel. Please do nothing. Do not engage in any retaliatory strikes. Just sit there and allow the terrorists to murder your citizens. It is shocking. And that is the ideological reaction of the Biden administration. They see these terror attacks and their immediate reaction is, dear God, I hope Israel does not respond by killing the terrorists. The answer should have been, we stand with Israel, period, full stop. Israel has a right to defend itself, and these terrorists are vicious monsters. This is barbarism against civilization, and Israel has a right and an obligation to defend its innocent citizens. What about the fact the president also didn't say anything on Sunday about the Americans that, A, have been killed, and, two, the Americans that are apparently being held hostage? Now, the reason why we know that is American citizens have been taken as hostages by Hamas. We know that because an Israeli minister of strategic affairs, Ron Dermer, is the one that put it out, saying this to the world. And in response to those reports, the Secretary of State Blinken said the U.S., quote, is working overtime. Not the president responding to this, but Anthony Blinken saying we're working overtime. Where's the, hey, don't harm an American. Hey, don't screw with us. Hey, you better be careful if you have an American and give him back immediately. Well, unfortunately, this administration, this president can't be found saying that this president, what this president has said is we'll pay one point two billion per American to Iran. And mind you, that money can be used then to fund rockets and then to fund terrorists to capture more Americans. By the way, when they paid that ransom, I said more Americans would be taken hostage as we sit here tonight. They're in all likelihood more Americans that have been taken hostage. There are more Americans that have been killed. And the Biden State Department's reactions on this are exactly backwards. I want to play part of how the media responded to your tweet and how they covered it as well. Uh, and I'm glad that they at least were able to delete it, but it doesn't mean they're changing their policy. Take a listen. Also, this tweet that has now been deleted by the U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs saying in part, quote, we urge all sides to refrain from violence and retaliatory attacks. Terror and violence solve nothing. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz condemning the tweet saying, quote, in response, this is disgraceful and every single person involved in drafting and approving this tweet should be immediately expelled from the U.S. government. It shouldn't take, Senator, you sending out that tweet and seeing what they wrote for them to take it down, to even have that as their mentality, which is you guys need to show restraint when you're under attack, like a 9-11 style attack. This is the worst assault on on the, the Jewish people. We're talking about number dead since the Holocaust is how they described it in Israel today in the newspapers. Well, and I got to tell you, I am hearing from more and more Jewish friends of mine in, in, in America that the, the images of the Holocaust are, are, are being brought back to them because they're seeing bands of terrorists going home to home in Israel and murdering every person in the home, murdering civilians indiscriminately. And those they don't murder, that we're seeing them capture their videos of women 
who are bloodied, who, who, who are covered in blood, who've been violently sexually assaulted, being paraded through the streets, being brought back to Gaza as, as hostages. And this is unfolding right now. And, and, and I have to say, number one, the fact that the American government is responsible for financing this is heartbreaking. Number two, the statement that the State Department put out that they thankfully deleted within about an hour once I called them out, it is indicative of their mindset. Let me tell you what's going to happen in the next 24 and 48 hours. The Biden administration is going to start telling Israel, stop. Stop retaliating. Stop fighting back. Stop going after Hamas. Because their reaction every time for two and a half years, this White House has systematically undermined the government of Israel, and they have simultaneously systematically elevated the Palestinian terrorists who are right now committing these atrocities. At best, they see a parity between the Palestinian terrorists and the IDF soldiers. And mind you, the Israelis don't murder individual citizens. They don't murder civilians. They they are aiming at and trying to take out military targets. They're trying to take out Hamas targets. Now, here's the problem. Hamas deliberately uses human shields. So, for example, years ago, the headquarters for Hamas in Gaza, while Hamas was raining rockets down on Israel, the headquarters was in the basement of a Palestinian hospital. Let me tell you why it was in the basement of a Palestinian hospital. They wanted to put the, the Israeli military into a lose-lose situation. Either, number one, they could refrain from attacking that hospital and, re- and, and taking out the headquarters, which means the Hamas headquarters could continue planning and executing military assaults on civilians in Israel. Or, number two, if Israel does take out the Hamas headquarters, the result would be dozens, if not hundreds, of dead individuals, many of them civilians, people like Palestinian mothers and babies in a maternity ward being delivered. And mind you, the Hamas terrorists are deliberately using, in the case of Gaza, they're using Palestinian women and children as human shields. They're saying, look, there's newborn infants upstairs. So if you try to kill us, you have to kill the infants. And so Israel bends over backwards to try to avoid killing civilians. Look, one of the real challenges with all of these hostages, we have to assume these Israeli hostages are now being used as human shields, are now being placed in militarily significant locations, whether guarding the Hamas headquarters, whether guarding weapons tranches or, or, or rocket launching locations. And again, Hamas is planning a lose-lose for Israel. Either they refrain from striking back, or from their perspective, even better from Hamas's perspective, Israel does strike back, and the result is dead bodies of innocent civilians that they can blame on the Israelis. And then what happens is the useful idiots at the New York Times and CNN and the BBC and the world press start denouncing the Israelis are murdering civilians, never, never noticing that the civilians in harm's way were put there by Hamas terrorists and the Israelis are trying to do everything they can to prevent civilian deaths, but at the same time to stop the bloodshed. And, and I guarantee you, 
we will see this week harumphing from the Biden administration not condemning the terrorists or actually, okay, look, they'll do an obligatory. We condemn the acts of terror. Now, our real point, Israel, don't you dare respond. Stop responding right now. Stop killing terrorists because that's the position of the Biden White House. We don't kill terrorists. We give them billions of dollars where you can see the disaster that is that policy of appeasement that characterizes this White House. I want to tell you about Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Now, the team there have been great supporters, not only of shows just like this one, but they are proud to partner with conservative organizations to grow the conservative base. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, as well as our military, our veterans, and our first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which makes switching easy. You can keep your same cell phone number you have now. You can keep your same phone or upgrade. Now, when you pay your bill, this is when the magic happens. They take a percentage of your bill each and every month and give it back to conservative causes that you help choose to support in these categories that I just mentioned. And you may not realize it, but many of the big mobile companies Companies actually give huge donations to Democrats as well as to Planned Parenthood. So stop giving your money to woke corporations that are fighting against your values and switch to Patriot Mobile. Use the promo code VERDICT. You'll get free activation and the best deals of the year. Call them, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Or online at patriotmobile.com slash verdict. That's patriotmobile.com slash verdict. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. I think for the last 10 years, you mentioned it, the media has really done a great job of humanizing Hamas and, and making them not seem like they're horrific terrorists, which they are, and doing the atrocities that you just mentioned. And trying to make you feel bad for the people in the Gaza Strip, for example. 
trying to make you feel feel uh, justify Hamas and Hezbollah and their actions. And even while this is going on, while women are being raped, while infants are being taken, while people are still being murdered door to door, as you mentioned, on CNN, Fareed Zakaria said, quote, life is pretty hellish for the people in Gaza implying that there's justification for what we're witnessing right now. And you should understand why they're so mad and why they're going after the Israelis. He said this with Anderson Cooper, who was in Tel Aviv. Listen. Thank you. Well, in Gaza, I mean, Hamas is in control of Gaza. There are plenty of people living in Gaza City who may not like Hamas, but it's not as if there are free and fair elections there routinely that there can be a change in government. I mean, Hamas is the power there. There's Islamic Jihad operating there as well, but Hamas is fully in control. Absolutely. There is no prospect, uh, and there have been efforts to do other things. Uh, it just feels as though that would be, a, particularly now, in a situation of war and siege, uh, it's impossible to imagine. There, there was plenty of evidence that people in Gaza uh, were very dissatisfied with their lot. But let's remember that their lot is in part because they are in this almost prison. They cannot, you know, Israel maintains a, a border controls that are essentially a stranglehold. No, it's very hard to leave. It's very hard to uh, import anything, even medical equipment that could be seen as dual use. On top of that, you have this uh, radical... Uh, terrorist organization Hamas that rules. So you put that all together and life is pretty hellish for people in Gaza. It's not surprising they want some alternative. You listen to this, he's justifying that, well, you should understand why they're so upset. You should understand why they're in a bad situation. You should understand that this is partly Israel's fault for, for, for putting them in this box here. That is while we're witnessing the videos coming out of people that are being killed on screen, and this is the propaganda the media is saying. Look, look, these are anti-American, anti-Israel propagandists. What utter garbage. You know what? I, I don't doubt that life is pretty hellish in Gaza. You know why? Because they're governed by a bunch of barber, bar, barbarian terrorists who take virtually every penny of humanitarian aid they get, they steal it from the people, and they use it for weapons to engage in acts of terror. And yes, Hamas is responsible for hell. Let me read you from, so in 2014, I authored a resolution in the Senate. It was actually co-sponsored by Kirsten Gillibrand, the Democrat from New York, condemning the use of human shields as a war crime. And it passed the Senate 100 to nothing. Let me read you some of the resolution that I wrote nine years ago that dealt with Hamas's use of human shields. Whereas the term human shields refers to the use of civilians, prisoners of war, and other non-combatants whose mere presence is designed to protect combatants and objects from attack. Whereas the use of human shields violates international humanitarian law, also referred to as the law of war or the law of armed conflict. Whereas since June 15, 2014, there have been over 2,000 rockets fired by Hamas and other terrorist organizations from Gaza into Israel. Whereas Hamas uses civilian populations as human shields by placing its underground tunnel network and missile batteries in densely populated areas and in and around schools, hospitals, and mosques. Whereas Israel drops leaflets, makes announcements, 
places phone calls and sends text messages to the Palestinian people in Gaza, warning them to, in advance that an attack is imminent and goes to extraordinary lengths to target only terrorist actors. Whereas Hamas has urged the residents of Gaza to ignore the Israeli warnings and to remain in their houses and has encouraged Palestinians to gather on the roofs of their homes to act as human shields. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Senate, the House of Representatives concurring that Congress, one, strongly condemns the brutal and the illegal tactics by Hamas and other terrorist organizations of using innocent civilians as human shields, two, calls on the international community to recognize the grave breaches of international law committed by Hamas in using human shields, three, places responsibility for launching the rocket attacks on Hamas and other terrorist organizations such as Islamic Jihad in Gaza. Four, supports the sovereign right of the government of Israel to defend its territory and stop the rocket attacks on its citizens. Five, expresses condolences to the families of innocent victims on both sides of the conflicts. Six, supports Palestinian civilians who reject Hamas and all forms of terrorism desiring to live in peace with their Israeli neighbors. And seven, calls upon Mahmoud Abbas to condemn the use of innocent civilians as human shields by Hamas and other terrorist organizations. That was nine years ago. I introduced it. It was bipartisan. It passed the Senate 100 to nothing. Ben, let me ask you something. Why can't Joe Biden say something like that? Why is it impossible for the president of the United States, for the secretary of state, for the Biden administration to unequivocally condemn terrorist monsters and to stand with Israel? Take it a step further. The Israeli ambassador went on Face the Nation this morning and he said this about Hamas that your prime minister is promising a sustained campaign. Do you have any sense of how Israel will define success? Well, Israel is at war. Uh, yesterday, we were attacked by a terror organization. Uh, they infiltrated uh, Israeli territory and killed uh, hundreds of Israelis. At least 600 were butchered yesterday, including whole families, elderly uh, women, children, Babies were taken out of their mothers, lapped and murdered. This is war, and we have to fight that war and win it. We have to destroy the Hamas war machine. Um, you know, in war, like in war, we have to fight it. You, you hear him, Senator, say this, and there's a, there, there's a chilling distinction now between the Biden administration on fighting against Russia and Ukraine unlimited checks going there we're all in here as long as it takes we're hearing none of that about our ally our our closest and best ally in the middle east why won't we come out and say yes we stand with israel to destroy the hamas war machine because the biden administration supports the palestinians because they're quietly cheering for the terrorists now look they're not cheering for the acts of terrorism, but they think the terrorists are right, just like CNN. Oh, oh, well, well, they're just they're in terrible circumstances. So so we understand. Look, we had multiple Democrats. We, we had uh, uh, Cory Bush and AOC and Rashida Tlaib putting out statements referring to things like calling Israel an apartheid statement. Literally, while you have genocidal terrorists murdering infants. These left wing squad Democrats are savaging not the terrorists, but the people of Israel with blood libels. 
and 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 it is horrific. And and look, the distinction it is important to understand. It's one of the things. One of the reasons I read that resolution that the Senate passed back in 2014. You know, Israel when it goes in into Gaza, it does things like, for example, right now Israel is sending out text. They have cell numbers of every cell phone in Gaza. They send out texts that say. If you're an innocent civilian, go to these parts of Gaza, go to these safe zones, because these other areas that are that are uh, Hamas headquarters or weapons bases, we are going to level. So leave. The Israeli government is asking innocent civilians, please get out of harm's way. They do things like if they're going to bomb a building where they know Hamas has rockets stored or they have terrorists stored, they will send texts to every individual in that building. They, they, they will do things like they will drop it basically a dud bomb on the top of the building to have a thud to let people hear the noise to give civilians time to evacuate and then they'll level the level the building because they're trying to take out the murderers you know Hamas has placed rockets literally in kindergartens it, it reminds me of something that that Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said that I thought was really beautiful. So I- I- Israel has has a, a missile defense system called the Iron Dome. I have spent 11 years in the Senate fighting uh, to, to help preserve the funding for the Iron Dome because the Iron Dome, it's amazing. Uh, it intercepts uh, missiles as they're coming in and it saves thousands and thousands of lives. So Hamas will send these rockets aimed at civilian populations, and Iron Dome will intercept a great many of them and save lives. Now, and, and, and Israel's got Iron Dome. It's got another system called, called David Sling. It's got another system called Arrow 2 and Arrow 3. These are all different systems that are aimed at missile defense. And, and what Prime Minister Netanyahu said during an earlier Hamas rocket attack is he said, we use our missiles to defend our citizens. They use their citizens to defend their missiles. And it is a profound difference. Every one of these leftist ideologues in Congress, in the Biden White House, in the Biden State Department, or in the corporate media who draws a parallel, draws a moral equivalency, they are lying. These terrorists are looking for terrorists looking for civilians, rather, and murdering. When you're murdering infants, when you're raping children, that's not an act of war. That is a war crime. And the Israelis are doing everything they can to avoid civilian casualties and to target the terrorists. They are qualitatively different. And when you hear the Biden administration equating the two, you ought to be outraged. For example, Secretary Blinken, who's the most outspoken so far from the administration, He went on TV, not really condemning that much Hamas or what they're doing, but actually calling out Israel, saying, quote, we're looking to Israel to apply the highest standard to avoid civilian casualties in Gaza. We're not we're not we're not saying anything about the Americans that have been taken. The Americans have been killed or all the atrocities of war crimes you just mentioned. No, no. We're going to put Israel on notice, as you just described it. You better not screw this up. If this is a prolonged attack, what kind of humanitarian crisis are you expecting here and impact on civilians? 
Well, we've seen this, unfortunately, uh, repeat itself, although the, the, the magnitude, the scale of what Hamas did here is something we haven't seen before. But in, pri in prior instances, um, those who have suffered along with the uh, victims of, uh, of terrorism are uh, civilians, including in, uh, in Gaza. And whatever Israel does uh, in Gaza, as always, we look to it to do everything possible to avoid civilian casualties, something, of course, that Hamas doesn't do. On the contrary, not only does it not seek to avoid them, it deliberately targets civilians. Yeah. It's gunning down Israelis in the streets, in their homes, and as I said, dragging them across the border in Gaza. So there's absolutely no, uh, no comparison, uh, but uh, we, we look to Israel, as always, uh, to um, apply the highest standards when it comes to avoiding civilian casualties and anything it may do in Gaza. It's amazing the but there at the end. But, right? We'll say all this is bad, but... But Israel, you better be better than everybody else. Well, and I got to say, Ben, listening to that, I have mixed sentiments. On, on one level, frankly, Tony Blinken is better than most of the clowns in this Biden administration. He at least acknowledges that Israel is bending over backwards to try to avoid killing civilians and that Hamas is deliberately killing civilians. That, that's something. That, 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 that's a tiny shred of truth. Now, what he doesn't do is acknowledge that Israel historically has gone to incredible lengths to avoid civilian casualties. And the reason Palestinian civilians are killed is because Hamas wants them to be killed, because they deliberately put their military assets in a place where it is impossible to take out their military assets without killing, killing Palestinian civilians, that the Palestinian deaths are what Hamas wants because they know the useful idiots in the media will use it against Israel. Let me give you an example of some of the, 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 the vicious rhetoric coming. In this case, this is what the statement that Congresswoman Cori Bush put out uh, as these atrocities are ongoing. Quote, I am heartbroken by the ongoing violence in Palestine and Israel, and I mourn the over 250 Israeli and 230 Palestinian lives that have been lost today and the thousands injured following attacks by Hamas militants on Israeli border towns and Israeli military bombardment of Gaza. I strongly condemn the targeting of civilians, and I urge an immediate ceasefire and de-escalation to prevent further loss of life. Our immediate focus must be on saving lives, but our ultimate focus must be on a just and lasting peace that ensures safety for everyone in the region. Violations of human rights do not justify more violations of human rights. And a military response will only exacerbate the suffering of Palestinians and Israelis alike. As part of achieving a just and lasting peace, we do, must do our part to stop the violence and trauma by ending U.S. government support for Israeli military occupation and apartheid. I am continuing to closely monitor the situation and my office is ready to support the residents of the first district with family members and loved ones in the region. So literally, while Israel's 9-11 is unfolding, this Democrat squad member accuses Israel of apartheid, a total lie, and calls for ending U.S. government support for Israel's military in the middle of a war. And she simultaneously, what does she call for? An immediate ceasefire of the military response. In other words, Israel, never mind that terrorists are murdering your civilians, are targeting your civilians, are kidnapping your civilians. 
We in America call for you to stop the ceasefire and do nothing in response. You know, I got to say, how many Democrats are condemning this viciously anti-Semitic, anti-Israel statement that sadly was echoed by multiple members of the squad and the degree to which the far left tolerates and even celebrates this vicious anti-Semitism, it, it gets worse and worse every day. Is Joe Biden, and I want to end with this, he's a guy that, you know, he called a lid at 11.34 a.m., for people that don't understand what a lid is, that means basically the day's over, right? That's that's the way they tell the media, hey, he's doing other things now. He's not making any more public statements. We haven't heard from a president saying don't harm Americans. He hasn't said that Israel is has got our, you know, our unwavering support and we will do whatever we have to do to get Americans back. And, and, he, and he's sitting there and saying nothing publicly here. While all of this is going on, is he the worst president in, in our lifetime when it comes to a policy of clearly not standing with Israel? Because he's not. But look, uh, he's un, not even standing un, with un, Americans un, in unequivocally, Israel. Unequivocally, for the last two and a half years, the Biden administration has engaged in a systematic, granular, day-to-day effort to undermine the nation of Israel. You know, when the, within the first couple of weeks of, of uh, our first couple of months of the Biden administration coming into office, the State Department put out written guidance prohibiting employees at state from referring to the Abraham Accords. The Abraham Accords were the historic yeah. peace treaty that, that the Trump administration negotiated between Israel and numerous Arab countries. Instead, the Biden administration State Department was ordered to refer to them as normalization agreements. They couldn't use the word Abraham. They couldn't acknowledge the historic nature of it. Now, I called that out, and in fact, I brought out the documents that demonstrated it was the Biden White House that directed state to do that. And they were so embarrassed by that, they backed away from it. So now they use the terms, the frequency with which. So one of the things they did, they changed the Office of Israel and Palestinian Affairs. They changed the name of it to the Office of Israeli and Palestinian Affairs. Wow. Why? Because they didn't want to acknowledge the nation of Israel exists, and they wanted to put Israel's claims of sovereignty on the same level of parity as the Palestinian terrorists that are right now committing these atrocities. Beyond that, the Biden administration is the first government in U.S. history to implement a policy of BDS, a boycott, divestiture, and sanctioning, in particular, cutting off funding for scientific research, cancer research, no less, in Judea and Samaria, what they call the occupied territories, portions of Israel that now the federal government is boycotting and saying we will not fund because their view is the same as these squad members. They view Israel as illegitimately occupied territory. And so the harm that is coming from the Biden administration is horrific. And, and let me just ask you this as we wrap up. You know, we've seen Joe Biden light up the White House in rainbow colors in support of a transgender agenda. We've seen the White House in blue and gold in support of Ukraine. What's the White House done for Israel? It's not blue and white. No. 
And I would I would even go a step further. What has the White House done for any Americans that are being harmed right now in Israel? Do we know the names of any Americans who are hostages? Do we know the names of any Americans who have been killed? Has the president spoken about it? Has the president gone on national television? Has the president said, if you harm one American, you will face real repercussions? No, what they've said is, do not retaliate Israel. Don't strike back at the terrorists. This administration funded the atrocities. Understand, do not forget the $50 billion that Joe Biden and the ideologues in this administration flooded to Iran. That money funded these attacks. Now, by the way, the Biden White House is defense of that. So they say, no, 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 no. Our money technically went to other other endeavors. Well, money is fungible. If you send $50 billion in there, they can spend other money to fund the terror attacks. And by the way, the some $40 billion that is from oil sales, that is completely available to be spent. And in a very real and direct sense, it funded this attack, as did the money that the Biden administration sent to Gaza that they stated in writing they knew would go to Hamas for terrorism. Well, congratulations to the Biden White House. It's done exactly that. If there's any good news that has happened, the Israeli Defense Force has just announced they have rescued 48 hostages from a dining hall. Uh, They've confirmed the number is 48. They say the problem is now uh, there are countless others that are still being held hostage. Don't forget, we will keep you updated on this all week long. Please share this verdict podcast uh, wherever you are on social media. Please write us a five-star review to help us reach more people uh, and share this so others know the breaking news. We do this Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We have our weekend recap on Saturdays as well. And on the in-between days, I will keep you updated on the breaking news in between on my podcast, the Ben Ferguson podcast. Download that in between, and we'll have you covered with all the latest information. And the senator and I will see you back here in a couple of days. I want to talk to you about our friends at Augusta Precious Metals real quick. If you're like me and you've wanted to buy gold for years, lots of commercials out there talk about buying gold. The question is, who can you really trust? Well, I didn't want a bad investment. I wanted to make sure that I had someone I could work with. And that is when I found Augusta Precious Metals. If you have an IRA or a 401k and you want to buy physical gold, eliminate fear and uncertainty for the process using the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. Now, I use it personally to vet Augusta Precious Metals, and I'm buying gold from them myself. You can use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company. You can also get the free investor's guide on gold from Augusta Precious Metals right now. And you can get the gold IRA company integrity checklist today. All you got to do is call Augusta, and you can get that free guide on gold. The number... 877, the number four, Gold IRA. That's 877, the number four, Gold IRA. Or online at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. You can also text the word BEN to 68592, if that's easier on you, and you'll get that integrity checklist right away. So text the word BEN to 68592 or AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. 
Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.